0: Welcome to Skin Care Moxie, the podcast to educate, inform, and empower you to care for and love the skin you're in. Presented by The A-Method, the medical-grade skincare brand co-founded by Induction Therapy CEO, Angelia Insko, in collaboration with renowned cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Tina Alster. Welcome listeners. I'm Kelly Fletcher, host of Skincare Moxie, and I'm here today with the star of this show, skincare expert, Angelia Insko. Angelia, it's good to see you bright and early on this Monday morning. You too, Kelly. (laughs) It's the dog days of summer, and I don't know about you, but I am ready for some cooler fall weather. I cannot wait. We were just talking about going on a walk, and we're like, it's too dang hot to go outside and take a walk. We're just going to have to go to the gym and get on the treadmill. That's crazy. (laughs) And fall is my favorite season of the year, and it's also a time when we start thinking about our fall look not only in fashion and wardrobe, but also maybe we change our hair color a little bit. I know I go a little bit darker on my hair color in the fall and winter. We switch up our makeup for the season, and we generally take inventory of what the new trends and styles are out there as we come out of shorts and t-shirts and into jeans and sweater weather.
1: So, Kelly, it's true. Let me tell you one of the first things I love about fall is cashmere. Cashmere is the, the perfect material for fall. Get away from that. I don't know why fall just makes me think of cashmere. But it does seem like that during summer, everyone slacks off on getting dressed up, on wearing makeup, and they even focus less on their skincare regimen.
0: Oh, absolutely. We've talked about that on this podcast, how easy it is to let your skincare go during the summer. Maybe you get a little color on your face and you think you look good, but then fall and winter comes and you notice you have more brown spots and my pores look like you could drive a truck through them. (laughs) It's time to get serious again. We've got a product we're going to be launching that helps with your pores greatly, so we'll
1: get to that when we launch it. Okay. That's just a little teaser. A little teaser. So, Kelly, my advice is to stick to your skincare regimen all through the summer, and I know people get like, oh, sh- I can't do Retin-A, I can't do this, it's going to make me more sensitive to the sun, or oh, this cream makes me feel oily, and I will say that a lot of times you have to change your skincare regimen with the seasons, because in the winter, our skin can be drier because we don't have as much humidity in the air, especially in our homes, if you know, when we have on the heat and that sort of thing. But if you're using a good retinol appropriate for your skin, you can use it all through the summer. I do. Tretinoins, retin I'd be a little bit more concerned about because they're more irritating to the surface of the skin than retinols are. So, but yes, you need to be on a good skincare regimen that's helping you with your pigment and stimulating your collagen still exfoliating your skin and sunscreen,
0: protecting your skin all summer long. All right. And as we go into fall even more so, so that's great advice, but our topic for today is actually centered on the lash and brow trend over the past five years or so it's probably been longer than that. It's probably more like 10 or 12 years. There's been a huge focus on long lush eyelashes and sometimes what I consider over the top eyelashes, so I mean I've seen women with eyelashes like almost hitting their eyebrows, and I'm thinking you need to trim those things. But also, there's a trend towards these really thick, groomed, what I call bushy eyebrows, which when I was growing up, we didn't want that, so we used to wax it off. And now it's the opposite is true. You speak the truth, Kelly. <laughs>
1: Eyelash growth
0: serums have been on the market
1: for about 15 years, Kelly. But the interest in fuller thicker eyebrows is a newer trend. When I was young, oh my gosh, I felt like I almost had a unibrow. I don't now, and maybe I didn't then, maybe just felt like it. But oh, those thick eyebrows. But who was really famous for thick eyebrows back then? Oh, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields, yes. Brooke yes. Shields had those big thick eyebrows back then, but even then people didn't really want big thick eyebrows. So But she
0: went with it.
1: She did, and she was very well known for it and it did her great. I mean, really is one of her signatures was her
0: eyebrows, but they were always well-groomed. They were. And so you still have really good brows. So that unibrow that you had when you were young (sighs) has served you well. (laughs) well, (laughs) I don't have a unibrow now. No, still a unibrow. No. (laughs) No. But you still have really good brows. I have really thin brows. Well, I want to talk to you about that later. (laughs) But I think in the age of COVID-19, the masks we've had to wear, and now we're being encouraged to wear them again, that's been a huge focus on eyes and brows because that's all you can see of our faces pretty much when we're out in public. And the eyes are captivating the focus of health and beauty right now.
1: There's a lot of good news in that because we're going to talk about A-Method products today that can help you achieve longer, thicker eyelashes
0: naturally. Okay, great. <laughs> and hopefully can help with my skinny eyebrows. So I read a statistic that kind of blew me away this week. Eye makeup was the most profitable segment in cosmetics in 2020 in the U.S. with a sales revenue of $1.96 billion, and that's billion with a B, according to the market and data firm Statista. Yes, Kelly, and that's just for the eyes.
1: That don't even include the skincare market. No. Or the lip market. No. The lips are a whole other thing. We got to talk about those one time.
0: And that's just eye makeup. That doesn't even include the medical grade skincare sector for eye care, eye creams, et cetera, et cetera. So tell us why you think the focus on lashes and brows just continues to captivate us.
1: Well, like you said, the abs are captivating. It's very much a point of focus when you talk to someone. And I really think that a lot of the things that women use on their eyes, like, makeups and mascaras and all this, when we're trying to get it cleaned off, because, you know, everybody wants those waterproof mascaras. And then when right. you're trying to clean those off, you're just rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. And so you're you're bringing out eyelashes with that. Those are not great for your eyes. They may look good, albeit, but they're not great for your eyes. And now think when you're doing all that rubbing, 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 now we're going back to that last podcast we had about those lines around the eyes. We're also right. creating more of that. The more we rub and rub and rub, trying to get off this, waterproof mascaras that are really bad for your eyes
0: well i think that there's just a lot of talk about the return to glamour because we're tired of being stuck at home in our workout gear and no makeup during the pandemic and so i think we're going to see this trend of really wanting the glamorous look of long thick eyelashes and bushy eyebrows continue there's also an expectation i read about this trend or i guess prediction about revenge shopping which is we're so tired of ordering online that there's going to be a big return to brick and mortar over the next two years, which I think women are going to be out shopping more for skincare products in person and makeup in person. And anyway, I just it's my armchair psychology there. But let me talk about this. When I was younger and I would put on a lot of mascara, people would even ask me if I had false lashes. I had really full, thick lashes. During my 40s in particular, I noticed my lashes were beginning to thin out. Can you give our listeners an overview about what happens to your lashes as we age? Yes, Kelly, i
1: can be happy to do that, but I'm going to go back and get on my little soapbox about your brick-and-mortar stores. So I think it would be great for us to go back to brick-and-mortar stores because what we're doing while we sit on that sofa and we order something online, we're not getting any exercise. And used to, when we got out and went to brick-and-mortar stores, we walked around and, right. and we got more exercise just doing that. Plus, we're putting all these little mom-and-pop businesses out of business And I'm as guilty as anybody by going online and ordering products online. So and I do realize that with the COVID situation, that people are a little bit more scared to get out and just going online and ordering stuff has gotten easier. I know that since the first COVID came out and everything closed down and I started going online and ordering stuff, I've gotten to where I go online and order a lot more now instead of getting out. And that's something that we need to do. So let's go back to talking about the um, eyelashes and growth cycles and what's happening based on that. So it's just like your hair. You have growth cycles, okay? You have three cycles. You have the antigen, the catagen, and the telogen phase. So the antigen phase is where your lashes are constantly growing, and this phase usually lasts you about four to six weeks. And then there's the catagen or transition phase. During this catagen phase, lashes, are at the maximum length and their follicles begin to shrink, and this phase can last about two to three weeks. On the telogen or resting phase, this is the resting period before the lash falls out, and it can last approximately 100 days. So obviously, they're not all in one stage at one time. Thank goodness or when they did and they all... You would have no eyelashes. (laughs) Exactly. So luckily, they're um, in altering stages so that we have some eyelashes at least some of the time. (laughs)
0: Well, and I guess it's the same with our hair because, well, you said it's the same with our hair because I've noticed there's kind of a almost sometimes a seasonality. I'll notice I have more hair loss at sometimes than others, and it's the same with our eyelashes. But the real shocker for me is that I read that on average, the replacement of a single eyelash can take anywhere from six to eight months. Correct. Wow. Well, that, that is that just makes me want to crawl in a hole and certainly explains why we need some help here. If we want to keep our lashes growing at a faster pace than that.
1: So, and you know, Kelly, as we age and the pace slows down even further, there are several causes that make our lashes break as well, including having a weaker immune system, using sleep mask, which we talked about time to change your eye makeup. We talked about that, how harsh that was. And the harder it is to get off for you. This is a big key. If you're, have to spend a lot of time getting off your mascara and eye makeup it's damaging your them even more so let that be a clue okay and then stress of course is always a dang stress
0: is the root of all evil right The killer of everything (laughs) now see i would have never thought sleep masks because i always think of sleep masks being silky and they keep the light out but is it just because they're rubbing against your eyelashes all night that
1: and i mean they're It's kind of like what we talked about being occlusive and not getting air. So they're limiting that
0: as well. Okay. Keeping the oxygen from Uh getting to your... Somewhat. Right. Interesting. So no more sleep masks for me. Kelly, do you sleep with sleep masks? I've never slept with one. Sometimes I do, especially if I'm traveling. I might stick one in my suitcase in case I'm somewhere where there's too much light or... But not normally, not, not at home. But my sister does. So now I have to tell her to stop doing that. I've never slept with one. So, hey. Well, good for you. You already knew that. So let's talk about lash serums. Do lash serums really work? And and what is the active ingredient in them that makes them work?
1: So yes, Kelly, lash serums do really work. Some do. Okay, that's the thing about it. I think there's some out there that don't. And I want to be fair and say, what lash serum might work on one person might not work on another? Let's equate that to shampoo. The right shampoo for me might not be the right shampoo for you, for instance. So... Allergan has out a lash serum called Latisse. It has prostaglandin in it. And prostaglandin was actually used in eye drops for your eye post-surgery. And they found out that people's lashes were getting longer. And that's how they discovered that it really worked. Now, here's the ups and downs of that is that it can make you feel like almost like you've got gravel in your eye. And it also can, if you have blue eyes, particularly, I think, can start to turn your eyes brown. So be aware of that. And a lot of people can't use it. They can't deal with that because of that or, or whatever. They don't want that. So there are alternative ones. Now, nobody can u- legally use prostaglandin in their eyelash serum except for Allergan because it is patented by Allergan. So be aware of that. There are some out there that have it. And there are some who are being sued for having it. So okay. most of them use different forms of peptides and nourishing ingredients to help nourish the eyelashes to grow, as most of them use.
0: So I remember when Latisse first came out, and it was just all the rage and all the talk, and then there have been several different products over the years. Revitalash, I believe, is one of them. I think Rodan and Fields has one called Boost. I've used both of those, but I and I've also used Latisse. And some of those have
1: prostaglandin
0: in them, which is not legal necessarily. To be using if you're not allergan. Okay, well, interesting. So I do have to say that I have used all of those, but my favorite one. So I, those are the three that I've used. I've used, I've used Latisse, Revitalash, and Boost. And my favorite one is the A Method's Lash and Brow Serum. So talk to us about that. What's in it? Why do you think it works so well? It does not irritate me at all, and I get good results.
1: So Kelly, we, we have not had not one complaint of irritation and that is the good news.
0: So we have had a few
1: people who said it didn't work well for them while we've had others who rave about it. So I go back to maybe, you know, that everything that works for somebody's hair don't work for the other. Another thing is compliance. You have to use these twice a day for three weeks to really start seeing results. Now After you've started that and you've kind of got that oomph of growth, if you will, this, you know, going behind it to start the growth, you could maybe go to once a day, especially when you got them to the length that you wanted them. You could go to once a day and keep it there. So in ours, we have 24 karat gold. I want to tell you that has nothing to do with your lashes growing. It was just something fun that I put in there because... We're doing 24-karat gold products, and I thought, why not make this different, okay? Well, that's
0: transparent.
1: That is, and I want to be, that's what this is all about, it being transparent. The 24-karat gold really does nothing for it. It is a bunch of peptides and other conditioners in there that is what is helping to create the eyelash growth.
0: Well, it makes sense that when you start using an an eyelash growth serum, it's not going to work overnight because we just talked about the growth cycle of the eyelashes, and it? And it is a cycle. So you've got to do it and be very consistent with it. Have some moxie. That's why this podcast is called Skincare Moxie because moxie is determination, pep, stick to itness. Right. And so you've really got to have that stick to itness. When it comes to using your lash serum, so, Angelia, other than the obvious, which is growing longer, lusher lashes, what are some of the other benefits of using a lash serum?
1: So, you know. It will help actually strengthen them and keep them from breaking as well, Kelly, you know, kind of like what we talked about. If you are using like mascaras that, you know, tend to make you wash your eyes a lot or if you're using that eye mask. But also, I think a lot of people just want to be all natural. You know, I think like we talked about in the summer and we would like to be able to wake up, I think, with these beautiful eyelashes without having to get up and groom ourselves. Kind of like eyebrows. Some people really don't have any eyebrows. They'd like to have some eyebrows when they wake up and not have to worry about going and putting them on. You know, go have your first cup of coffee without worrying about, you know, who's seeing them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good point. Luckily, I live alone, so <laughs> I can do those things before anybody has seen me. So I've also read, well, when I was doing research for this podcast, I read that most over-the-counter lash serums don't work. Is that because there needs to be more medical grade ingredients in them to be effective?
1: No, I don't think so. I think there are some that do work and there's some that don't work. So once again, I think it's a due diligence of looking at ingredients, but even that's really hard to tell what's going to work on a certain person, Kelly. And I go back to a lot of people who say they don't work. They're not using them the way they should. You really have to use these twice a day for three weeks, minimal to start seeing results. And I mean, we're Americans. You know what? We want results instantaneously. Instant gratification. And you know what? It doesn't work like that. And I'll tell you, I'm one of those people. It is hard for me because I don't use makeup every day. So I don't go put something on my eyes every day. So I don't always think about putting on lash serum every day because I'm kind of an all natural girl, you know? Right. And so I can't say that they don't work. I think there's some that work better on some people and some that work better on other people. The best thing to do is find you a company that you want to try their eyelash serum that has a money-back guarantee. And if it's not working, have them, you know, make sure you can get your money back. I mean, we do that. We know ours works. We have plenty of testimonials. It does, but occasionally we have somebody say, well, it doesn't. And we try to walk them through, did you use it appropriately twice a day for three weeks? And if they say they did, well, we got to take their word for it, then we'll just refund their money. We want them to be happy.
0: Right. Well, that's a good point. Well, let's switch the topic to helping our brows grow naturally and and get fuller and thicker because that has definitely been a struggle for me. I mean, I used to have to get my eyebrows waxed all the time and I don't as much now mm-hmm. and I have to use brow powder in order to get them to look. You know, my I posted a picture on Facebook over the weekend and my sister commented and said flawless brows. And I just about lost it because I was like, if you could see the ones they look like before I put the brow powder on. You, you mean probably. when you first wake up? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I might come out to the kitchen first. Like I said, since, since I live alone, I don't have to worry about who sees me. But how do we get our brows fuller? You know, what kinds of serums are there for, for brows? So Kelly,
1: I do think that these lash serums do can help your brows. So I want to say this. So I had a friend who was asking about it and said, you know, well, can I use this on my head? Because he's bald. And I said, well, you've got to have a seed there before you can grow it. And (laughs) since you're pretty much bald, that ain't going to happen. Well, it's the same thing. You know, if you've got no follicles or no hair shafts growing underneath there, it don't matter how much you put a serum on them. If there's nothing there to grow, we can't make it grow. Right. And in that case, I have seen some wonderful microbladed eyebrows on and- they have seen something some that look very, very natural. I think you do need to get somebody very, very experienced. But, you know, as we get older, also, Kelly, we can't see very well. And getting our eyebrows on straight is very tough. And I think that's a great alternative for people who have that situation where they really have no brows and they can't see very well to get them on. Honestly, I think microblading is a great alternative for that. You can always try the serums, especially if you're trying it on your eyes, because it, it can help. But you've got to have something there to grow before it can
0: grow it. Right. So you're saying that at a particular point, if our eyebrows just stop growing in naturally altogether, Uh then using a serum isn't going to do any good. So we should just test it and see if it helps. Correct. And I've seen some really bad microblading. So I think that's what's scared me away from it a little bit. I think that's lack of experience. I mean, there are some people that I've seen that I couldn't tell they
1: were microbladed on. They were really, really good. You know, and the thing about like we talked about when you get older, and you've got glasses. Well, you can't put on eyebrows a lot of times with your glasses on because they're in the way of your eyebrows. So it's very hard to do. So I would encourage looking into a well experienced microblading person if you really had no brows at all.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I have a reader contact, so I have to put that in and then I can see how to put my brows on.
1: Now, Kelly, I would say this. If you're somebody who is, you know, treating your lashes and you've got some brows, Put the lash serum on your brows because it is going to help your brows stay and grow longer, you know, like healthier so that they don't fall out and go away
0: as soon if you're somebody who's prone to that. Right. Well, that's what I do. And honestly, I haven't noticed that my brows have gotten thicker, but they haven't gotten any thinner. So it may be helping me to just maintain what I have Mm -hmm. by using the so I use the A method lash and brow serum and then I put the extra on my eyebrows but I really only do that at night I probably should do that in the mornings too do it twice a day yeah
1: it's going to help you see results quicker
0: so are there any natural all natural things you can do alongside using a serum to help boost eyebrow growth or eyelash growth not really the growth of them no there's nothing out there I mean you can use mascara to make them look fuller and thicker but it doesn't not really helping them grow naturally right what about these conditioning mascaras that's a term and I don't know if it's just a marketing term that you hear or if there are actually mascaras with conditioner in them that are good for your eyelashes. Do you know?
1: Well, I would say there are some out there that are, but they're not going to be waterproof. Any waterproof mascara is going to be tougher on your eyelashes and it's harder to get off. So just be aware of that. It's not going to be a waterproof mascara is one of the worst things you can do to your eyelashes.
0: Okay, ladies, no waterproof mascara. I mean, I know
1: know people use it, but I'm just saying it is much harsher on your eyelashes. Right. So the long-term effect of that, while it may look great now, the long-term effect is later on in life, you may have issues.
0: Right. Well, I used to use waterproof mascara and I don't anymore for the very reason that it was very difficult to get off. And so I would get lazy and not take it off. And then that's even worse. So, What about vitamins or supplements to help grow lashes and brows? I've taken some biotin products before. What are your thoughts on supplements? I would say
1: biotin might would help. Vitamin E's, that sort of thing. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Do you have any particular product, biotin product that you recommend?
1: There's one at Costco. I thought the name of it was biotin. Okay, maybe it it is. They're just little chewable tablets. Okay. Uh Mm-hmm.
0: I think I've taken those in gummy form before. I'm not right now. I need to get back on it. It's one of those things where you feel like you're taking so many things. You're like, I can't take one more vitamin or supplement. You know, my only concern about taking those things is I'm afraid I'm going to sprout a beard or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't take them. I mean, my daughter has, you know, I've gotten them for her and that's the ones at Costco and I thought the name of them was biotin, but... Like you said, I've got plenty of brows, Kelly. Yeah, I don't really. You have don't to work. need to grow. I don't really have hair. to, work. and I don't need to be growing any facial hair. either. You're very so. blessed yeah. in that
0: regard. So. Oh, I got
1: so much hair. <laughs> I went to have my hair done last Friday, and the girl she had already given me a quote. And she says I greatly underestimated how thick your hair was. She kept having to go back and get more treatment to put on it. <laughs> so you're like, you're gonna have to pay more. No, but pay she more. didn't. But yeah.
0: Well, thank you for educating us on lash and brow serums. And I will say that I'm going to be committed to using mine twice every day. It's just like anything else in life. If you want results, you got to put in the work, right? Correct. And so we do two things at the end of every podcast. One is your shameless plug where you get to pick a product and promote it and talk about it. What would be your shameless plug for the A Method this week? It would be
1: the A Method 24k lash and brow serum
0: okay awesome and you can order that online even though we did talk about supporting brick and mortar this is not available on brick and mortar unless you go to dr tina ulster's office in washington dc right correct okay but you can get it at the amethod.com or if you happen to be in the dc area pop into dr ulster's office and she has it available and we've also added another segment that i just love about the podcast and that's each week, we talk about you give us a tip. It's an all natural tip of something that we can do to take care of our mind, body, or spirit naturally. And what have you got for us this week, Angelia? How can we nurture ourselves naturally this week? I think it's something we all love, Kelly, and that is lavender. So let me
1: tell you a bunch of different ways you can use lavender. First of all, you can use lavender essential oil, just like on your wrist. And if you're anxious or whatever, you, know, you can kind of sniff it. You can also put lavender sprays or even little pillows they make to go on and around your pillow. So when you sleep, it's more relaxing. You can also make them a sachets to put in your doors to help like your undergarments and stuff, you know, and all of that and have a nice smell. You can use lavender body oils in your bathwater or directly on your body. There are also some gel caps called Lavendula that you can take that actually helps with anxiety and depression. I can tell you I had a friend that had bad anxiety and depression, and luckily we had a doctor who tries to treat people holistically, even though they are a medical doctor, who recommended this, and they were able to get off their antidepressants by using it. Now, they didn't, they didn't take them right off of it. They had them just kind of start and step up, like using one or two or a couple a day and then Building up on the lavendula and then gradually weaning off the other, I think. And obviously that would have to come from your doctor. But I'm just telling you all the ways that lavender is a natural, holistic product. You can even eat lavender. So you could make have lavender tea, for instance. Lavender lemonade. Uh, you can have lavender lemonade. And one of the best things I ever had, I was in Maine many, many summers ago and I was um went into this little tea shop because it was actually around July 4th. And it was cold up there. I had a sweatshirt on and they had these lavender sh- homemade shortbreads. And it was so good. I've always been dying to make those. And a dear friend actually gave me a lavender cookbook one time because I just love lavender. I mean, I think everything about it. A lavender cookbook? Yeah. So you That's can cook with lavender.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Most all of these natural herbs we can get by just cooking with them and we get them in our bodies. A lot of these things that you're buying, like, vitamin supplements, they're made synthetically and they're not going to give you the same benefits as the real
0: God made thing does. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, lavender is definitely my favorite. I use it in my body wash and body oils and I grow lavender. And so thank you for that tip.
1: Yeah. Lavender chamomile tea is a great tea to have at night to help you go
0: sleepy time. I love (laughs) lavender candles. Yes, me too. Everything lavender. So listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and whether or not you decide lash and brow serums are worth it to your beauty regimen, just remember you're beautiful just the way you are. Absolutely. (laughs) So don't forget to follow the Skincare Moxie podcast on social media by following The A Method on Facebook and Instagram at The A Method. You can also follow the hashtag Skincare Moxie and Moxie is spelled M-O-X-I-E. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, so it comes directly to your inbox each week, visit the and click the podcast icon at the top right of the screen. When you do that, you'll get an email every week with a link to the podcast and you will also get a 20% off your entire first purchase discount code. So if you've been wanting to get on a skincare regimen or get on a medical grade skincare regimen, save that 20% discount code and get it off your entire purchase. There's also a chat feature at TheAMethod.com. And if you have questions, you can chat live with a licensed esthetician. Or Angelia has been kind enough to offer up her personal email address. She will help you get set up on a skincare regimen or answer any of your questions. And you can email her at Angelia at TheAMethod.com. And Angelia is spelled just like it sounds, A-N-G-E-L-I-A. And special thanks to our sound engineer, Chris Hill of Knoxville-based HumblePod at HumblePod.com. We couldn't produce this podcast without him. So thanks, everyone. We hope you have a beautiful week. And remember that beauty comes from the inside out. Until next time.